Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. going to start a small business from a hobby, what would it be? 651-641-1071. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show. My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. Hi. Why are we asking this question, trainer? Well, thanks for asking. The reason we're asking why we're asking the question is there is a study which revealed about 68%, so like a lot, most of the people, three out of every five American employees say that uh, they would stop at nothing to be their own boss. And when they asked people like, okay, so if you were to take a hobby of yours and turn it into like a career, like, you know, I'm just tired of this nine to five Mm. bump and grind. Mm -hmm. Let me just take my hobby. The thing I do in my free time and turn it into real work. Um, people gave their responses, and I think they're kind of interesting. But also, I'm just curious what, you know, I mean, we all have been indulging our hobbies mm. for the last year because mm-hmm. we've had a lot of time on our hands. What would you actually turn into a side business? Or maybe you have, right? Yeah. Oh, I'm sure there's been plenty of these. 651-641-1071. That's what I love about Americans. Like, we can't just have a hobby. We have to make money off it. I feel like I know what yours would be. What's mine? You would be a bread baker. Oh, well, yeah, that would definitely, baking would definitely be right up there for right? sure. 651-641-1071. If you could start a business from your hobby, what would it be? Holly, do we have any calls? Yeah, Beth's on the line. Wonderful. Hi, Beth. Hi, Beth. Beth, what would you, Hi. what kind of business would you start from a hobby? I would breed chickens. Breed chickens or eat chickens? Breed. I would make more chickens. <laughs> like chickens for eggs or chickens for frying? Chickens for eggs. Pretty, pretty ham. Oh. Oh. I love this. Is this a hobby now? It is. I'm a crazy chicken lady. So, like, how many chickens are we talking? I have 35 hens and four ducks right now. Oh my God. Do okay. you live in the city? No, I live in Wisconsin. Okay. Okay. Can I ask a question? How many eggs do you get out of those things every day? Um, well, it's winter time, so it's drastically reduced. Right now, I get about six eggs a day, but during the summer, about twenty-four. Wow! What do what you do, do, you do with, with all, all the eggs? <laughs> well, we we can pretty much take care of the six. When I've got a, a bumper load of of eggs, I bring them into work. I just give them away. Oh my! Wow! Gosh. I wish you worked here because mm-hmm. I would gladly take them. We off would your take hands. your eggs. Yeah. Uh, all right. Get- awesome. Thank you for your call. Thanks, egg lady. That's so awesome. I love that. She I, breed hens. I uh, I had a period where I wanted 
to do chickens, and then I realized that's a lot of work, and I don't want to do chickens. Um, I'm, I'm confident that I can just go to the farmer's market and get some fresh laid eggs, and that's that's as close to the farm as I need to get. I fantasize about chickens a lot, and then, uh, my, yeah, about you know being a chicken mommy. Um, but then my husband talked me out of it for that very reason. He's like, you can just go get eggs from the co-op and it's yeah. okay. And you don't have to like clean up poop. Right. Right. Exactly. Or worry about foxes or coyotes. Exactly. Uh, Holly, do we have any other calls? We do not. Okay, fine. Six five one six four one one zero seven one. If you could start a business from a hobby, what would it be? Uh, what would yours be, Colleen? Wait, let me guess. Um, I'm going to say yours would be coloring. Close. <laughs> Drawing. Close. Um, knitting. No. Okay, what is it? Although, yes, maybe. But really, I have gotten pretty good at and very fond of the relaxing art of paint by number. Oh, okay. So you could totally be a paint by number artist. Yes. And I would I just, buy your work. I did just order one where you can have, like, they'll make a paint by number from a picture so I sent them. Oh, that's cool. This one's yeah. going to be experimental. Uh, I, I put one like with my family. It's either going to be terrible or it's going to be awesome. You know, um, they do once we're back to some semblance of normal. They used to do workshops. And in fact, one right near your house. They did it like on Lake Nokomis because yeah. my partner did one of our dog. You send them a photo and then you show up for the the workshop and then you get to paint pictures by the lake. I know. I definitely want to do that sometime uh, for my cats. I mean, with pictures of yeah, my cats. Yeah. I don't. They won't care. Yeah. They don't paint by number. Yeah. No, they they actually do. They like to sit on my paint by number when it's still wet. Um, I did want to tell you while we're waiting that the top 10 hobbies Americans Is thought they could by number on there? spin into careers. No, oh, sorry. Okay, that's that's weird. Unless you consider that weird. graphic design. Nope. But number one, I actually find this interesting. Writing was the number mm. one hobby people wanted to turn into a career. Hmm. Baking is a close number two, followed by just generically cooking. Graphic design, illustrate. Okay, illustrating. Maybe that's paint by numbers. Nah. Music, beauty, fashion, health and wellness, fitness. Interesting. Hmm. I'm curious. I, I feel like we got to break those down more, but I'm not going to. I'm going to let our callers uh, tell us what they would turn into a small business from their hobby. Who do we have on the line, Holly? Mark's here. Hello, Mark. Mark, if you could start a business from a hobby, what would it be? It would be selling uh, houseplants. Oh, mm. I love that. Did you, were you into houseplants before kind of we, we started this pandemic journey or was this a newer hobby you picked up? It's newer. I had houseplants on my desk at work, which uh, I eventually had to go back in and rescue and bring back home because I've been working from home since March. But uh, yeah, started with uh, like maybe three plants. And I think right now I'm, sitting at 60 plus and that doesn't even count what's down in the basement wow. and grow tents with propagating uh, pots and things like that. I've That's been insane. able to sell a couple of them on uh, uh, Craigslist and next door and things like that. But uh, I'd love to expand it into something bigger. Very some cool. Of the rare awesome. plants. That is so awesome. Thank you for your call. Uh, good luck to you with your plants. Also, oh, I, shoot. I wondered if you talked to them. Well, you'll never know. Yeah, or sing to them. Holly, do you have any hobbies that you would turn into a career? I thought about... So, my hobbies include, but not limited to, 
watching YouTube, sitting on my butt, Mm. but also walking. I walk a lot. And I actually live in a place where there's a lot of history. And I would love to give walking tours about the history of my neighborhood or any any place really I you would know, love to just like gather people it. and just talk to them about the things that they're seeing mm-hmm. and it's like hey here's my power walk but you also get history come on yeah. well you know what I love about that too is you could combine both of your hobbies because in order to learn more of the history you could sit on your butt and watch the YouTube about it and then go on the walking tour where you get to see the history exactly it really is. It's all of the things. And yeah. it's low cost for the startup. You just need some sneakers and then gather around. Everyone. You know, I will tell you one of the most fun things that I did when I went to L.A. a few years back was go on a tour of Forever Hollywood um, Cemetery. And there was a woman there who made a career for herself taking people on tours through the cemetery. Like That's it was genius. not affiliated at all with the cemetery, but they allow her to be the sort of tour guide of record. That's kind of cool. And, cool. Um, you know, she's like living the dream. I mean, how fun is that? That every single day she gets to meet a bunch of people and take them through a place where she obviously like feels some passion and for the history of. This is where I was like all over it. Her coworkers are dead. Yeah. So they they're don't real talk quiet. Back. They're real quiet. I'm unlike, all... unlike your coworkers. Like my coworkers, yes. Not, not even sorry. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, I have some tepid cheat food uh, that's been sitting Ooh, here yum. waiting for us to try it. I'm going to distribute it in the break, and we'll uh, have a little cheat day after this on My Talk 1071. Uh, oh, hey, I was talking the whole time. Go we'll figure. Hey, uh. I didn't hear you. Well, that's fine. Now you can hear me. This is the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Oh, Biatches, we made it to Frown. We made it to Frown. And what do we do on Friday? Put food in our mouth that's naughty, naughty, naughty. Because it's cheat day. Cheat day taste test. Stick this in your mouth. Where's our uh, big naughty food from today, Colleen? Well, we thought we'd try some limited edition things from the good old Arby's. So there's one limited edition thing, and then there's another... (laughs) What? This is really heavy. Like, it's heavy. It's like a brick. It is pretty heavy. Like the one item in particular. Mm -hmm. So... The limited edition item that we're trying is the King's Hawaiian Fish Sandwich. I'm sorry. These are tepid, by the way, and that's my fault because I think I ordered too early. But, you know, what are you going to do? Maybe not order as early next time. Right. But then it might be too late. Yeah. And we'll ruin the bit. This is true. Okay. So then we also, they also have sliders. Do you know this? They have sliders at your Arby's. And so we each got a slider to try. So we all are trying the fish sandwich. Which Bradley looks really excited about right now. Very excited. I love a good fist sandwich. I do too. And then we're each going to try our own little sliders. So who wants to try the fish sandwich first? Well, I will tell you it smells feast. It does smell like fish. Fishy. Don't say feast. (laughs) And it does have that Hawaiian bun, which we love a good uh, sweet Hawaiian bun. Uh, It's a fried fish. It looks like it's got some tartar sauce on it. Is, is that what that is, Trainer? Yeah. Or is it like a mayo? I think it's a mayo. Okay. Well, tell me what you think while I bite it. Well, okay. I'm gonna. Do you want me to be honest? Of course. As she sticks it in her mouth, mm. I love the bun. 
I love the mayo. Mm-hmm. But now I want you to keep chewing, mm-hmm. and I want you to tell me if you had happened what I had happened. Mm-hmm. There is a... what You know, the, this is that thing that happens sometimes with fried food. It's like in the roof of my mouth. Mm-hmm. Do you have that thing? At the top, it's like a aftertaste, like an oily, mm-hmm. bitter. I'm not loving the fish. I'm with you, though. The bun is great. The tartar sauce is great. Yeah, the fried fish part, Mm-mm. something ain't right. It's a little bitter. I had to wash, I had to wash also, it Also, it's room temperature, so that, yeah. may, that might be kind of... Well, so that's part of it, probably. Creeping me out. I'm trying to, you know, be to, uh, like, give it... You know, give it a little love. Yeah, I'm just saying it might not be its total fault. It might be just the room temperature. Can I be honest? I would get a fillet of fish over that every single day. Mm. McDonald's, yeah, yeah, for sure, like a thousand times over. I used Holly, to love how are good... you doing? Are you okay? I just had a, the first sip of a <laughs> can of Diet Pepsi, so I needed to have my mic oh, off. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> I didn't know if you were having a reaction to the fish no, or something. Have, I'm trying to have manners. Okay. <laughs> Keep trying. We don't, we don't have we're those all on this show. Oh, that's true. You might want to go somewhere else for that. Yeah, I'm not a fan of this one. I'm not really a fan but, of fast food fish sandwiches. Also, there's way too much mayonnaise on this for my taste. Oh, I don't it's, know what those words mean. But I have that. Do you? It's There's like that oily. A there lot is of a times, film. But it's like a bitterness, right? Yeah. Like an acrid bitterness. Yeah. I don't yeah. mean to overdo it, but whatever. Anyway, not my favorite. Okay, let's talk about our sliders, because we each have our own little slider, mm-hmm. which I think are adorable. And I would just like to say, on behalf of our show, to Arby's, we would really appreciate a beef and cheddar slider. Oh, yeah. Yeah. A big beef and cheddar. That was not, no, a little beef and cheddar. A petite. A petite beef and cheddar. A patoot. They're, okay, don't. You have a petite, you get a patoot. So that was not on offer. There, I think, are, are six sliders. There's like a buffalo slider, a buffalo chicken slider, a plain crispy chicken slider. There's a ham slider, which Holly has. There is a uh, plain roast beef slider. There is a roast beef with jalapeno slider, which I have, and I'm going to get jalapeno mouth. Bradley has a pizza slider. Who would like to eat on their slider first? (laughs) Holly, why don't you eat on your slider? Get that ham all up in your... Get your your ham on. Ham. Ham. Make you some ham sandwiches. Here we go. Well, she eats it. Ham. That ham smells good. Ham. That's a good sandwich. Ham. Extra cheese. Ham. 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 What? In the ham sandwich. Ham. I would say that this ham is, uh... Is it hammy enough for you? Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, 
Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I mean, it's fine. It's yeah. just like but a like small it's, ham it's, sandwich. It's, it's just a small ham sandwich. But I like that they I like that they're doing this because sometimes you don't Small want Sammies. the big Sammy. Yeah, sometimes a little Sammy is enough. Or you so want yours is just flavor. ham yeah. and a cheese product. Is there some condiment no. gluing it together? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so hold on. I got to open she goes, it. Oh. She hadn't looked really. I she hadn't gotten into it. No, I just think it's a, a slice of Swiss. Like mine is a pizza one and it has some kind of a pizza Swiss. Yeah, there's no Swiss on this. It's just mm. a ham and cheese on a on a bun. Uh, Bradley, you want to get that you sure. get your so slide on? My pizza slider appears to be like two pieces of pepperoni, a piece of cheese, followed by three pieces of salami. Oh, fun. Which is a weird pizza thing. And then uh, pizza glue, pizza sauce glue. All right. And it's like a white bun. You're getting like a dinner roll. It's kind of like a Thanksgiving-y dinner roll uh, that's filled with all of our fillings. It's a soft slider roll. Yeah. According to the copy on oh, Arby's.com. Thank you, Holly. Mm-hmm. Uh, how's it going over there, trainer? I mean, you'll eat that, right? Oh, yeah. He just went in for a second bite. Yeah. It, you know what it tastes like? What? Exactly what it looks like. A Lunch meat slider? on a nice pillowy roll um, with a little bit of um, Italian seasoning. I would eat that. It's better than the fish. Okay. Okay, so mine is a roast beef with like a Swiss and jalapenos. And again, it's like a slider, so it's a tiny sandwich. I'm going to go all in on that. Will you keep talking about, I don't know, sliders or whatever? So again, if you're just joining us, we're eating, oh, your big beef and, or your big beef's falling out the back end. Um, we're enjoying our cheetah experience as we all tried the crispy fish sandwich with the King's Hawaiian. Mm. And then, um, we're doing a slider. Colleen basically just had a mini Arby's roast beef with some jalapenos. Mm-hmm. Can I just say, though, those are some fresh uh, jalapenos. Ooh, you got oh, some of I the like seeds? fresh jalapenos. They're not pickled? They're not pickled. They're fresh. So it's kind of nice. Like That is a nice change of pace. Yeah. I actually like that a lot. Like, I would actually order that. Can you order it normal size? I don't think so. Which That's is unfortunate. Because, like... It is nice to have that fresh jalapeno, and there's a substantial amount. Okay, it's not just one or two; it's like a good sprinkling. I would for sure order that ten times over that fish sandwich situation. So now, before we get to the actual scores, yeah. So you would order yours for sure, but not the fish sandwich. Correct, Holly. Would you actually order yours? No, and I would not order mine, but I would eat it. Uh huh. Yes. So now let's let's score them out. Okay, Colleen. let's go fish really quick. Fish, fish, I give a two. 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 And my slider, I give a four. <sighs> two and a half. Two. There you go. Now you know. We ate it and we bought it, so you don't have to. <laughs> uh, all right. When we come back, <laughs> how was your potato cake? So good. We come back on the Colleen and Bradley show. Celebrities behaving badly. We call them d bags, and we want to tell you about them after this on my talk one zero seven one. Celebrities behaving badly. We love to tell you about them on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071. Streaming live at MyTalk1071.com, everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. And these are your 
D-Bags. D-Bags. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Mr. D-Bag. I got you a present, you jerk. <laughs> um, <laughs> today's D-Bag is none other than Doug Hutchinson. Ooh. Now, this is a name we haven't heard for a while, right? Of course. Yep. You remember that he was married at one time to model and entertainer and all-around hot mess Courtney Stodden. I love her. I follow her on Instagram, and I just she's she's had a rough time. She's still working through some stuff. Let's yeah, be real. Exactly. Well, apparently, um, well, first of all, I saw this article, and I I just I want to read it to you because it's so like. Okay. Model, who married much older Hollywood actor when she was just 16, claims the 60-year-old actor has a history of courting children. The actor's rep fires back. First of all, that's not a headline. That's like the story. Yeah. But also, why wouldn't they just use the names? Because they're talking about Courtney Stodden and Doug Hutchison. And Courtney says that Doug courted other teenagers before and after their 10-year marriage. Yep. Now, you'll remember they were legally married in 2011. Okay, that's interesting. Um Oh, read more. I was like, you had to click read more and I was like, wait a minute, this article was much longer when I read it yesterday. <laughs> um so she, you know, Courtney Stodden has claimed this before. This is nothing new particular, but um in response to a uh a specific post when did she post this? She just this? posted this the other day because I saw it. It was maybe two days ago. And it and she basically said exactly what you just said, which yeah. is, like, I was not the first. She says, um, you know, he married me when I was 16. He was 50. I now know that I was being abused. I was made to think I was special. Basically saying that he was grooming her. And she goes on to say the kicker was I wasn't the first or the last praying for this planet and all the children in it, especially the ones that men like him are grooming to feel important so they can gain control. Um, so then his uh, representative, which I also just think is so shady, like you're Doug Hutchinson. You don't need a representative. Right. Why can't you just use your own lips? Right. Speak for yourself. Right. Like anyway, um, this is what the representative says in response. And this is why he's my D bag. And then we can talk about it. Lest she forget. Ms. Stodden was three months shy of 17 when her parents, all caps, consented to her marriage to Mr. Hutchison in Las Vegas. This was a consensual and legal union. Mrs. Stodden was never groomed nor abused and 21 years of age, an adult, when she promoted her five-year wedding anniversary under the Hollywood sign. No one held a gun to Ms. Stodden's head. If Ms. Stodden truly believes that waiting one year until she was 18 to become married and her mission is to fight for legislation to make it illegal for anyone to marry under the age of 18, that's her prerogative. She may want to start in Austria, Bulgaria, Estonia, Germany, Hungary, Italy, and Portugal, where apparently the age of consent, married or not, is as low as 14. Okay. Okay, so methinks the pedophile doth protest too yeah. much. Uh alleged supposed. I also can I just say I also don't think that actually was a representative for Doug Hutchison. I think that actually oh, was okay. Doug Hutchison. <laughs> <laughs> um and my point is, like, 
it's a little creepy that you're having to pull out the age of consent at Bulgaria to make a point right. because that is not making the point you think it's making. No. The point it's making to me is that you've been to Bulgaria and have learned what the age of consent <laughs> is so that you're not breaking the law. Right. Okay. You've gone shopping there, so to speak. <sighs> yeah, he's 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 gross. <sighs> Ms. Uh, he goes on to say, I mean, excuse me, the spokesperson goes on to say, mm-hmm. though Ms. Stodden is welcomed to her opinions and to use her social media platforms openly, I would encourage her to choose her words carefully, as public misrepresentation and defamation of character are against the law. So that is what we call in the business a threat. So, you know, what's interesting about that is, sure, you know, she doesn't necessarily have I don't want to say she doesn't have a leg to stand on. She does. But she doesn't have a legal case against him because it was um, the marriage was legal because her parents signed off off on it. But if, like she says, there were other young women who were uh, treated in the same way for whom it was not consensual, he better watch out. Well, I was going to say the reason that you don't like threaten somebody like that is because if you were to go after them for slander and or libel in this case you you better be very careful because what's going to happen is if you say Courtney Sodden you libeled me um then they get to go into a court of law and yep. then her lawyers can make him disprove that yep. the things that she said are not correct right. meaning if in fact there is uh you know uncontrovertible or incontrovertible proof that he tried to groom other teens legally or illegally. Um, Right. I also don't understand. And I'd be very curious because yeah, it might be legal, but like the courtship that they had, I hope none of it was like on the phone because wouldn't that be considered like illegal? Like, if they were having sexy talk when she was 16 years old? I don't know, I think that's a good question. But, re- well, I'm people get to remember a- how they, um, the the full story of how they, like, she took an acting class mm-hmm. from him, but they, most of their courtship did happen distant. Because she was not living in the state that he was living in. Yeah. I just, I'm like, it's, gr- I mean, like, if we have to have this conversation, something is wrong. Right. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to make a judgment about who or what he is as a person. um, But I will say I find it very strange as a general rule that a 50 year old man would be courting a teenager, whether it's legal or not. And why is it legal? Right. He started courting her when she was like 15 or 16. Yeah. They got married when she was 17. She was 16 when they got married. Or 16. Yeah, she was yeah, just so shy of 17. Started. But it had to have started at least when she was... I thought it was like when she was 14 is when she did Could the be. class or something. Anyway, the moral of this story is, it like, I don't know that I would really be trying to threaten Courtney Sodden in this moment if I were Doug Hutchinson. No, no he's not making a great move. <sighs> also, I just wanted to put an N in his name because Hutchison is a hard name to it say. It is a hard name to say. Uh, do you want to know who my D-bag is? Of course. I mean, I don't really know exactly who the D-bag is. Oh, no. But you'll understand. The mystery? Um, remember the 
mystery jetpack guy over oh Los Angeles. Oh my god, yes. What happened to that they person? They solved <gasps> the mystery. Oh what? no. Is it aliens? You're going to be so you're going to hate this. Is it reptoids? It wasn't a human at all. It wasn't a man at all. It wasn't a What? You know what it was? What? It was a drone that was made to look like a human. I think it's ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. Isn't that frustrating? What? I know I'm so sorry. (laughs) Somebody's following me. It's really kind of creepy. So tell us, what's the story? Uh, Apparently... Uh, it was this guy. Oh, uh, you can see. Is that it? Yeah. That picture you just shared? Yeah. It is an, uh, it's a remote controlled jetpack guy and it's just a drone. It's just some guy's drone. Well, like who? Um, I don't know. Victor. Vic. What? What? (laughs) I don't actually know. I don't know who the actual person is. I just know that the people who raised all the questions are named in this rep- these reports, and they were able to discern that it was not an actual human being. It was a drone that looked like a human. Sorry. End of story. I'm not buying that. Okay. You want it to be a person. Has this person admitted it? Um. Or is this just like some... Uh, theory somebody has... This is... Hold on. I I have to be perfectly honest. I didn't read the entire story because I didn't know it was going to be my D-bag today, but I saw it and I was like, oh, well, we got to talk about this. Um, uh, Somebody received documents through some process. Uh, The records cover discussions between the FAA officials, uh, et cetera, et cetera. But they... I don't... Yeah. I don't know. It's It's not a guy. That's all. That's the end of the story. That sounds very shady. Let me read through the actual story, and I will yeah, come... I'm not ready to bury this story yet. I still am keeping hope alive that there is somebody who's figured out how to jetpack their way around Los Angeles. Uh, I'm going to work on that for you, all Bradley, right. and I will have some information I do you. see there's actually a um, video you can watch of a guy... Who has created drone. a drone? So, so I could see how that is potentially plausible. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna work on this when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show. Though we're also gonna talk about a publationship <gasps> working, and that publationship is called Volms. Mm, oh, mm, and it's paid mm, off. Mm. We'll talk about it after this on my talk one oh seven one. Thank you, Holly. This is the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hi. So, really quick, Brad, I just want you to know this is a working theory that perhaps it wasn't actually a human jetpacker. It was possibly a drone that looked like a human because. Among other things, they don't believe a human could actually have sustained the height mm. for the time without that they were there out. without, yeah. like, yeah, it going. People don't realize how thin that oxygen level is up it's there. So true, man. Anyway, that's just one of the theories they're working on that it was a human shaped. Well, drug. thank you. We will You're keep welcome. our listeners on the balls of the story. We don't leave you dangling on the show. I'm sorry, bulls. Thank you. 
Thank you. Now, Bradley, uh, there was something else you wanted to talk about, and that was about a publication ship paying some dividends. Yes, and the publication ship in question today is Volms. What's a Volms, Kelly? That Kellyanne? would be an Emilio Vitolo Jr. and Katie Holmes. Yes, and this publication ship is really just a uh, relationship for publicity on the part of this celebrity and her celebrity wannabe boyfriend. Uh, excuse me, her Pasta Empire boyfriend. Uh, <laughs> I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. <laughs> that is how he's described in the current oh issue gosh. of Vanity Fair. Stop. Um, and here's a headline. And let's dissect this tasty morsel. <laughs> Rihanna paid a visit to Katie Holmes' boyfriend's restaurant. What? This is an article by Emily Kirkpatrick, who somehow can sleep with herself at night um, or live with herself during the day. Um, Yeah, uh, January 20th, 2021 at 2.58 in the p.m., we learned that um, all that free seasonal promotion that Katie Holmes was doing for Mayomi Wines. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, which drew attention to her relationship with her pasta empire boyfriend, Emilio Vitolo Jr., and his restaurant, is paying off. Why? Because Rihanna showed up for dinner. Yes, the pop star herself was photographed heading out to grab some food on Tuesday night at Emilio's Bellato. That is the restaurant wherein um, Mr. Vitolo and his brother work as head chefs for their dad's restaurant. Okay. She was bundled up against the cold, Rihanna was, and I don't know if you know this. Originally, she's from Barbados. Yeah, so she must have really thought it was cold. There was a chill in the air. Um, She was wearing an R13 baseball cap, a partially unbuttoned pastel green leather top that left her black bra exposed under a matching Yves Saint Laurent fall-winter 97 fur coat and an ankle-length brown mink paired with broken-in blue jeans and white $690 Attico slingback bumps. Oh, wow. That was a lot. That's a lot. So I just love this story because it goes on to purport, first of all, somebody wrote the story. Katie. How how sad. Well, I mean, Emily Kirkpatrick, presumably. But what I'm saying is like somebody went to the trouble to write an article about nothing, literally nothing. Right. About Rihanna going out. Rihanna went to dinner. and, And kudos because... The publicationship in question, Volmes, Katie Holmes, Emilio Vitolo Jr., mm-hmm. is referenced as if implying that that's why Rihanna went there. Right, right. No, because if she would have gone anywhere else at any other time, that's what made it a story, is that Rihanna went to a restaurant, but the restaurant she went to is one that you'd recognize because Katie Holmes is dating the head chef. Exactly. Otherwise, How- Rihanna going out to eat, nobody cares. Make some music and shut up. What? <laughs> what? Oh. 
Oh, somebody Sorry, is, we've been spicy. Some feelings. We've been spicy about spicy, her not, spicy meat the ball. About her uh, not making music for true. us. We love Rihanna's music so spicy, much. Spicy, spicy meat the ball. Also, she likes Italian food, Rihanna. Because okay. on the other side of the coast, she likes to go to other celebrity hotspots like Italian restaurant Giorgio Baldi. Ah. Baldi? Okay. <laughs> so what I wanted to say was, this is all a bunch of stuff. Dot, 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 pregnant pause until you learn that this is not the first time she's been to this dumb restaurant. She's been there long before Holmes and Vitolo became romantically involved. In fact, her very photo, Rihanna's, can be found plastered on the walls of the Italian eatery alongside other high-profile customers Mm. like, wait for it, Justin Bieber, Sophie Tucker, no, Sophie Turner, Joe Jonas, Billy Joel, Whoopi Goldberg, and Barack Obama. Yeah, so this is so dumb because, like I said... Any other time, she was just going to go to Italian restaurants. Which is what she did. Which is what she did. It didn't matter. Nobody cared. And she's already been there. Is there an article about the first time or the second time or the third time or the fourth time or the fifth time or any of the other times she went? No. Sorry. I got a little emotional. Rightly so. But Mm -hmm. now this time, it matters because Emilio Vitolo Jr. is finally on the map. Yeah, so this to me is really, I feel like poor Katie Holmes, I mean, he better be really good in bed or be doing something for her uh, behind the scenes that we're not aware of, such that she's getting a a level of um, contentment and enjoyment because this dude is getting everything. Yeah, As far as I'm concerned, he's getting so much publicity. And I think it's safe to say, you know, you sort of um, alluded to this and I was like, oh, no, this was written by a lady named Emily Kirkpatrick. But the point is, somebody had to call Emily Kirkpatrick and let her know that Rihanna was there. Now, maybe she saw like a, um, a paparazzi photo, although I will tell you in this particular article in Vanity Fair, there is no picture. This is not like a pap walk from right. um, from the Daily Mail. This is a text article with no photos uh, from the said meeting this is just somebody writing about a thing that happened which implies to me that emilio vitolo's people probably like sent emily a little note can we talk about something else that's going on in this article because it's in vanity fair yep and they go through her entire outfit yep again like you said there is no actual evidence photographic There's no evidence. photo yeah but somebody collected all of the stats on what she was wearing, and oh, guess what? You can click the links to them. Oh, for sure. There's an affiliate. You want those link, yeah. $600 uh, Slingback pumps? Ooh, get the look. Yeah, click on it. That R13 baseball cap? Click on it. You can buy it. But there's no photographic evidence. So for all we know... Is R13 like a Rihanna thing or something? I or is that know. like a bougie fashion house we're not aware of because we're not... Oh, the letter R thirteen. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. know, Sixty five bucks for the baseball hat. I mean, rich people are so dumb. (laughs) (laughs) Their jeans, oof, they're ugly. Well, did you see the boyfriend jeans? Did you see the fashion? The fashion photos at the top of the website. Um. They gave everyone like a big mono brow. No. No, thank you. Oh, gosh. It's too fashionable for me. Holly, you'd be fine in this area, Um, but... Point being, I don't... Rihanna didn't even actually have to go to the restaurant. No, that's why I'm saying, like, this is all just... Like, who picks up the Vanity Fair and goes, Wow, look 
at that ranch. She went to get some raviolis at the Emilio Vitolo, and he, you know, he's just, oh, yeah, we need to go to that Italian restaurant the next time we're in New York City. We're going to get those raviolis, too. This is so They do never talk about the food. I will say. I want to, you know what I'm going to do right now? Is there a menu? Can we do? I'm about to. What's the name of the restaurant? Can we do cheat day from? Oh my gosh. It's called Emilio's Balato. And I don't mean that he's drunk. B-A-L-L-A-T-O. Don't worry about it. You write Emilio's in and that's the first darn thing that comes up. Um, Oh, they don't have a website. What? Right. They're at 55 East Houston uh, in New York. They're open right now. Should we give them a call? Yeah, sure. (laughs) Um, well, you can go to a menu. <laughs> yes, I'm looking at the menu now. They've got uh, lots of spaghettis. They have ta- a... Tagliatelle. Mm-hmm. Linguini. Tripe and tomato sauce. Ooh. Broccoli di... I hope that's pronounced rape. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, it looks like a... Here's the thing about it is, like, in New York, there are so many... Little tiny hole in the wall, wonderful Italian restaurants. Yeah. This looks like one of those. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure it's perfectly good and it's cute that there's a story, but I will tell you the amount of mileage that this dude has gotten out of, you know, like getting busy with Katie Holmes. Like, is it any wonder that we're not all trying to date Katie Holmes? Yeah, right? Because you'd get some, you'd get all kinds of attention for whatever you were doing. Yeah. It's a really tiny place. They don't have like a huge menu. It's very basic, but yep. I bet it's good. Yeah. I mean, I'm I don't know. Now I kind of want to go try it. What are South the prices? Like if, I know. Uh, broccoli di rape. How, what's the, what are the prices? What's the price? Oh, it's reasonable. I mean, wow. for a fancy restaurant, it's reasonable. Yeah. All right. Well. 20 bucks a, an entree. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, when you're taking a shower, which direction do you face? Do you face toward the water or away from the water? We'll talk about it after this on My Talk 1071. Kristen here, reminding you not to do things. What I mean is, with same-day delivery for everything from gifts to groceries, you only have to do the things you want to do. To not do the other things, visit shipped.com. That's S-H-I-P-T.com. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. 